0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. It is the first day of spring practice, uh, so we have lots to talk about. Uh, today we will be previewing the defense uh, heading into spring practice with Avery Jones. Uh, she should be joining us here shortly. Uh, so we'll go over uh, Tom Allen's new four-two-five defense, some position changes that have been announced on the new roster that was released yesterday uh what improvements are you will need to to show in the spring to to give the fan base some confidence uh going into the fall uh and, and making a run at another bowl game and and possibly uh even eight nine or 10 wins so uh, we will go over that and uh we'll see uh we'll see how it goes uh anyway uh, some major news coming out of Illinois uh first before we get started and um, uh, uh, Bill Cubit has been dismissed uh, from uh, Illinois as head coach. He had just been given a new two-year uh, contract extension uh, over, I, I believe it was the last week of the season, uh, of the 2015 season. So he is out at Illinois. Uh, they have no coach. Their spring ball was supposed to start on March 11th. Um, and we'll we'll see where it goes. It's it's been an interesting story to follow since uh, Tim Beckman uh got dismissed uh, a week before uh the game uh the opening game last year. So um anyway uh we'll uh we'll talk more about IU here uh in a second. Uh so anyway, uh some announcements coming up for IU's defense uh you know, some positional changes. We'll go through them. Uh Devontae Williams, who played at corner last year, uh is uh switched back to running back. Um has switched back to running back. Um you know it it's it's uh he played at corner last year, got hurt in the western Kentucky game. Uh we'll see where it where it goes uh at running back. It is kind of a log jam uh right now there. Uh but he is a dynamic player. Uh, you'll see him probably on kick returns, uh, depending on the health of that knee. Um so just uh, just to go through there that's uh, Devontae Williams uh from corner to running back. Uh, you saw also uh Jamaris uh Jamaris Bowen uh will be at defensive line. Uh he came in as a transfer from Cincinnati uh For offensive line, we all figured he would be on the defensive line because there's so much depth and talent on the offensive line uh, that they need some uh, help on the defensive line. Uh, Bowen did play uh, defensive line in high school as well. Uh, So it should be a a good fit. We'll see uh, what he brings to the table. Um, So that's that. Uh, Anyway, also, uh, some other notable uh, position switches – you saw, I, I believe, Greg Gooch and Omari Stringer have moved from that bandit position uh, or linebacker position, uh, Niall Sykes as well, to defensive line. Uh, that's something that Tom Allen's four-two-five 2 5 defense will, um, will do. They're bringing in an extra defensive lineman. Uh, usually it'll be a defensive end. Uh, it's called the bull position. Uh, you'll see these guys who have been bandits, uh probably mostly transition to that bull position. Uh, it's more of a traditional uh, defensive line position, uh, a pass rushing position. So uh, we said in our, our defensive line preview that some of these guys, they might be, be small, but if you looked at Tom Allen's size from USF, they're right around there. Um, you know, it's small is not necessarily bad. It's uh, If you're smaller, you're probably quicker. Uh, and you could get that edge and that's something that IU does need is is a pass rush and that'll help out that young secondary which we'll talk in uh, about in a minute here. Uh so uh that if if you get a pass rush um you know it, it forces the the offense to do things a little bit quicker um you know you, you've seen it all the time even if you have the best defensive backs in the world uh if you have the best defensive backs in the world, uh, you know, if you give a quarterback five seconds to pick them apart, it, it's it's going to happen. Uh, so having a pass rush and, and the two guys that really need to step up along the defensive line who are proving, you know, they proved themselves their freshman years, kind of never really um, got over the hump. But, you know, Ralph Green and Nate Hoff, they're two uh, – They're two two guys who had outstanding freshman years, were named to, you know, freshman All-Big Ten teams, freshman All-America teams, uh, and just never took the next step um, in terms of production on the field. Now uh, now you need them to produce. If they produce, that makes you a little bit stronger up front. It it gives you uh, two people who are... You don't have to worry about as much. So uh, Nate Hoff and and Ralph Green, uh, I think Ralph Green's now coming into to spring practice at at two at the sorry three hundred and twenty pounds. Uh, Nate Hoff is listed at three hundred and two pounds. So that's that's some some big beef up in the middle of that defense. Uh, you'll probably have at the, the one end uh, Jacob Robinson starting. Um, at the other end, it, it's wide open. You, you'll probably see a good rotation of people all along the defensive line, but, um, especially in spring practice, uh, we'll see, uh, and you know, if they don't produce, this is a great time for them to, to get reps in and, and prove themselves. But if they don't produce, you might see them having to, to force Alan Stallings to play as a freshman, um, and all of that stuff. So, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go into, uh, corners next and, uh, you know we'll we'll take a, a short break right now. All right, we are uh we're back uh talking IU football uh defense in the spring. Uh we just found out that Lydia Jones had an emergency come up um or Avery Jones have a uh uh emergency come up so um we'll be bringing in uh Alex Compton who who joined us last week for the offensive preview. He'll be joining us in a, in a few minutes. Um is actually right now. Alex uh Thanks for jumping on on such short notice. Uh, how are you today? Great. No problem.
2: Uh, looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, we talk, I, I, I've been talking a little bit about the defensive line, uh, how there's going to be four defensive linemen now and uh, what Tom Allen's defense might look like. I uh, Talked about the importance of, of Ralph Green and, and Nate Hoff to the, the interior of this defense. Is there
2: anything else that needs to be said about this defensive line? Um, I would just say when we're looking at the D-line, I think you have you definitely have Green and Hoff as sort of the established pieces. I think we know pretty much what we're going to get from them. I think we need to see um, some freshmen step up, and then I, we need to see Jacob Robinson take that ne- next step. He played a decent amount of snaps last year as a true freshman. I'd like to see him uh, put on a little weight and become more of an interior D-lineman. And then also you're looking at two guys that red-shirted that we've previewed, uh, Brandon Wilson and uh, Joe Belden. Both those guys will also be really important because you need you need good depth up front, especially because last year I feel a lot of the times it was Zach Shaw and Manjiri were just gassed the whole game because they were out there pretty much the whole time because there's just so little depth.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, depth is one thing. Talented depth is another thing. IU – I, I wrote the the defensive line preview and going through it. There's a lot of guys uh, they have in this uh, in coming in in the spring who could play defensive line. It's just unproven talent, um, and it would make it life so much easier if Nate Hoff and and Ralph Green played to that potential that they flashed their freshman years. Uh, but anyway, let's let's move to the strength of this defense, the linebackers, Alex. Uh, they returned T Gray Scales, Marcus Oliver who led the team in tackles last year. Uh T J Simmons is back. Uh he's battling a um an injury it looked like uh but we'll see if he's uh, a full go for spring. Um you have a, a bunch of guys back, uh I, Clyde Newton is back as well. Um what is this uh this linebacking core gonna do going to look like, especially if they play more of a 4 2 defense instead of a, a 4-3 uh, defense with only two two linebackers on the field?
2: Yeah, that's a question that we still have yet to answer that we'll be watching out for in the open practices in the uh, spring game. But, I mean, obviously, like you said, linebackers definitely the strength of the, of the defense. You got um, Simmons and Oliver, who have both established themselves as just just steady, steady players that you know what you're going to get. They can stop the run. They're versatile enough to play a little in coverage, and then you also have T. Gray Scales, who's a guy that has really continued to get better, and I think he should be in for a huge year. So it's just, I'm not sure that you can play a four-two-five and leave some of these talented linebackers off the field because it's definitely the strength of the defense, and I think having more of them on the field would would definitely be better than having fewer obviously yeah
0: and, and you could see maybe some of these linebackers playing the, the husky position which is the hybrid safety linebacker position um there are a few guys who who fit into to that role um Tigre Scales is 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 probably going to be at the will linebacker position but he to me uh fits that mold he's quick enough to to make plays in coverage he's big enough to to play linebacker uh, but you see, some of these guys, they'll, they'll move them around where some of this linebacker depth, they might be listed as defensive back. They might be listed as defense alignment, but they'll figure out a way. And I'm sure Tom Allen is smart enough and a good enough coach to say, hey, our strength is that linebacker. We can't take talent off the field. Um, and as, as Coach Wilson has always said, he wants his best guys on the field. Um, and, and you've seen some of these linebackers like Niall Sykes and. Uh, and Greg Gooch, who's been switched to a uh, defensive line. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, where they line up, uh, whether it's a true defensive lineman, whether it's that defensive line, uh, linebacker hybrid, uh, we'll see. But they will find a way to get these guys on the field. Um, so, uh, T, um, TJ, uh, Alex, um, some of these, uh, you know, the big question coming out of last year was, uh, can this secondary be better uh, it, it was it was awful last year it was the the Achilles heel of the defense so to speak, although you know most of the defense uh was pretty bad overall but you know the the, the secondary stood out what what do you wanna see from this secondary uh that you know kind of will give you a little bit of confidence give fans a little bit of confidence? Uh,
2: going coming
0: out of spring and going into fall camp?
2: Yeah, um, I, I would say the biggest thing for me is just limiting the big plays. I mean, our offense is good enough where we can stay in games, but we can't be giving up the two-minute drives where they just march right down the field. There's definitely playmakers on the back end. like You look at a guy like Richard Fant He's a guy that you can just throw on the outside, and I'd feel pretty comfortable now with him locking up a top receiver for most of the game. He's that good. And then you add in uh, Jamie Thompson, obviously, the Juco transfer, and then you also bring Wesley Green in, who had to sit out last year because he transferred from uh, South Carolina. So, I mean, you got – there's players on the back end that we could definitely, definitely use. Um, To me, it's just a matter of aligning right so we can – make sure everybody's communicating to cut down on those on those big plays that have killed absolutely killed the team in the last few seasons.
0: Yeah, and they you know, you'd lose one of your corners, Devontae Williams, who who was I believe started game two against FIU um yep. and, and might have started against uh southern Illinois as well, but he's moving back to running back. So the depth they have enough depth there to move to feel comfortable enough to move him back to running back um, you know, it's it's good to see Leon Thornton, who switched there late in the year last year, is back at defensive back. He showed a lot yeah. of promise for somebody who had only spent a week a week there before the Maryland game. He made a, I believe, a pretty big tackle in that game. Uh, he made a play or two in in the bowl game, and I, I believe he made a play in the Purdue game. So in his limited time there, he's he showed some some good skill and having a a spring pra- uh, a, a whole spring under his belt and a whole fall camp there under his belt should help uh i u create some talent uh talented depth there as well uh some some other guys who who you really wanna watch is you know you saw richard Vance. um he's clearly the number one cover guy on this team you saw richard Fant uh take a leap this year um in two thousand fifteen from two thousand and fourteen and is that growth going to continue Uh, you saw he had a, a great interception against duke in the in the pinstripe bowl um and he he led the team in uh pass breakups now the next step for him logically is is turning those pass breakups into interceptions and you know turnovers you could give up yards but if you're getting turnovers it helps you out on the on the scoreboard a little bit keeps your opponent off from putting points up on the board, so that logically, I think is the next step for fans. Um, you know, you also have you have Jameel Cook coming back from injury. Uh, you have Tony Fields is back. You know, the guy you want to watch, uh, Donovan Clark. He missed the entire year last year with a back injury. Uh, he's, you know, we'll see how he is. Uh, he looked decent as a freshman. Um, as basically as good as a freshman DB at, at Indiana can look, uh, he looked he looked pretty good. Uh, so we'll see how if he could bounce back. He's still on the roster, which is a good sign of him being available. Uh, but when we go in, it, we'll probably see a, a little bit more uh, tomorrow when we're down for uh, practice. Are there any other uh, defensive backs, Alex, that that stand out? You know, I know you mentioned Wesley Green and and uh, Jamie Thompson. But uh, how about Jord- um, Jonathan Crawford coming into his second year after leading the team uh, in interceptions? I believe we finished third or fourth in tackles. Uh, what do you need to see from him? Yeah,
2: I mean, the, the dude's a beast, and we saw that last year. Um, the biggest thing for me is I want to see him be able to match up more one-on-one in coverage, um, especially when teams try to spread out our defense because that has – typically worked since we really don't have the playmakers to stay with anybody on defense. Um, so I'd like to see him be able to match up one-on-one on the outside, or maybe even move him down into that Husky position. Allen's going to use, and then you could have a uh, Dutra coming back as one of the safeties. And then you could have Thompson at the other safety with Crawford kind of just running around making plays because he, he showed a knack for that as a, as a true freshman. So, um, for me, that's the big thing. I'd like to see him improve his, his one-man coverage a little more. Um, but he's a ball hawk, and he shows that, and that, that's definitely going to be huge for the defense this coming season. Yeah,
0: you know, creating turnovers. You saw it. You know, they were streaky last year in creating turnovers. Over the first, you know, four or five games, they were very, very good. I, I think they forced, a, you know, three, two or three turnovers against Ohio State, and then they went on a dry spell. Uh, and you saw during that six-game losing streak, the defense stopped getting turnovers. Um, and then when they went back to, to winning some games, uh, especially that Purdue game, they, they forced some turnovers late in that game as well to seal it. But these turnovers, Alex, they're, they're momentum changers for the defense and the offense. You know, it gets your defense off the field. The crowd is usually pumped up after them. Um you, you get you get a tap-out sign on – I think they're still doing that. I, I hope they are. <laughs> they are but yeah. you get a tap-out sign um, put up. I think they're doing it on the on the south end zone wall. But, you know, it, it fires everybody up and gives people energy when you get these turnovers. Um, and, and you saw, you know, Western Kentucky was uh, one of the prime examples of that, where you mm-hmm. saw Jonathan Crawford pick off two uh, branded Dowdy passes that really turned the tide in favor of IU. Um, and points off of turnovers as well. Uh, they stopped doing that during that six-game uh, losing streak as well. So uh, we'll see these the, the new defensive staff, if they're emphasizing um, more aggressiveness in terms of, of going after balls in the air, ripping the balls out of, of ball carrier's hands. Um, but let, let's move on to the staff. Uh, there's two new members of the staff on the defensive side of the ball, Obviously it's Tom Allen, uh, defensive coordinator came up from USF uh and IU also hired new defensive line coach, not a new face to IU, but new defensive line coach Mark Hagan. Um and, and what what did these two guys bring to the
2: table, Alex? Well, I obviously uh the big thing with Allen is I think the the scheme change to that 425 style. I think that is going to really emphasize just letting athletes be athletes and make plays, which I think will be huge for the defense. The last couple of seasons, the defenders have kind of looked timid, like they don't want to make a mistake and that that's going to lead to mistakes. So I think that that'll be huge. Um, and then Hagan, he's a recruiting ace. I mean, we haven't been able to recruit defensive line very well as of late. And he, that's what he does. Well, Is he's going to recruit, um, Like two guys he recruited last year, obviously the Texas A&M, but two four stars, um, and then a a whole mess of three stars. But in just last year, but obviously a little different here. But he should be able to bring some of that and help us recruit on the defensive line moving forward. Yeah, and
0: you know that's you you bring up recruiting. They're they're both Indiana guys, and I know uh, fans want more Indiana recruits. Now you have to think logically about it you don't want to recruit indiana just because you're indiana you want to recruit the talented guys in indiana and now there is a lot of talent in the state but you don't want to recruit a guy who's not going to contribute to this team and basically be an albatross just because they're from indiana um and and i think these guys have an eye for that talent and have the ability to to pick and choose who they want now you know what i you need to do is stop these other power five conference teams from coming in and taking kids out of their backyard. So I think Northwestern grabbed a guy, Iowa grabbed a guy. You might not be able to beat out Ohio State or Notre Dame for everybody, but keep these middle of the pack, big 10 teams um, and teams you could compete with on and off the field like Iowa and Northwestern from, from poaching the state. Now you're of course, you're probably going to lose some guys to Purdue, but, you know i u has all the momentum it, as a big Ten school in the state they they've won three straight bucket games they're coming off a bowl game um their' offense led the conference they're a more exciting team. I think you know they have all the momentum in the world when it compares to to Purdue where if you look like a decade ago uh ten to fifteen years ago, it was Purdue getting these guys and and now maybe the tides have changed a lot in favor of of Wilson and that program in terms of, hey, we're starting to jump some of these lesser programs now from being a bottom feeder to, to being a middle-of-the-pack Big Ten team, which would be outstanding. You don't have to, you know, your end goal should always be, hey, we want to make the Big Ten championship game. We want to win a Big Ten championship. We want to go to a Rose Bowl and compete for a national title. But you have to – take the steps along the way and jumping over teams like Purdue, Illinois, um, you know, Maryland and Rutgers, and, and getting up into that that second tier uh, of teams is important. And I think if the defense, uh, you know, and, and we'll get a better feel for it tomorrow, Alex, when we're down at practice, if this defense right. can produce just a little bit, uh, this team could go very, very far and change the mentality of – um and the perception of IU football around the state. Now I, I didn't grow up in the Midwest. I, I, I grew up in New York city. I became an IU fan when, when coach DiNardo uh, brought in some of my, some of the poly prep guys uh, from Brooklyn. And so that was 2002, but you know, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the perception in the Midwest of IU football and, and how that could be changed with the big season coming up? Yeah.
2: Um, I, I mean, you look at IU, and it's always, I, I grew up as a mid-major fan uh, at American Conference for NIU, and that was kind of always the team you wanted to see on the schedule, because it was a power five school that you felt like you could beat year in and year out. Um, that's starting to change. That's not like uh, reading up on all the Mac news. It's not a team that Mac teams are trying to schedule anymore. They're looking at Obviously, Purdue plays a couple every year, and then they're looking at, like, the Maryland and those kind of teams. Um, but I use kind of the chaos team, I guess. When you watch them, you know there's going to be a lot of points, a lot of turnovers, a lot of crazy stuff. Um, that'll eventually lead you to anywhere from four to seven wins. Um, I think that's starting to change. Uh, the ball game was huge for that. Um, but now we're starting to establish ourselves as one of those Middle of the road Big Ten teams looking to take that next step, and I think all those games on TV last year really showed people that the program was on the rise.
0: Yeah, and you know, speaking of, of scheduling MAC teams now, Ball State is on the schedule in the next this year and, and going forward, um, which is a good game for IU. It's a local game. Uh, people, you know, Ball State travels well down to Bloomington. Uh, it's I, I don't want to call it a rivalry game, although Ball State's won the last three, so. It's you know, almost a one-sided rivalry, but it's something that, you know, might be turned into to, you know, that's a game you have to watch. I, IU should be able to beat them year in and year out, but that hasn't been the yeah. case. Uh, and Ball State is always up to play IU um, emotionally. I, I, I was at the game in 08 uh, when uh, Love got hurt and, and IU lost. I was at the game in, in 2011 at Lucas Oil. Uh, where they lost I was at the game in 2012, where they lost, and uh, you know the, the Ball State fans are, are passionate fans, and and that's a that's a MAC game that IU needs to start playing now. I understand other MAC teams, and IU really hadn't had the greatest luck against them. They lost to Bowling Green um, in in 2014. Uh, they lost to Central Michigan, I think that was in 08. Now that's forever ago, but you know it's. Not, you, all of a sudden, these these MAC teams started n- not playing. And now I think UMass comes back on the IU schedule sometime in the future as part of a, a home and home uh, from a couple a uh, couple years ago. But you start seeing these MAC teams, the good MAC teams, stay away from from IU, and IU staying away from some of these good MAC teams as well. So the perception, I think, in state, you know, could change. It's still I think it's still a, you know, I I hate to say it, and and it really kills me to say it, but you see it on Twitter and on Instagram all the time. IUFB is going to IUFB. And, um, you know, what that means is a chaos team, heartbreaking team, can't trust them and all that stuff. But, you know, this is where you build up your goodwill. You went to a bowl game. You know, and fans were legitimately pumped because that was at a time when the basketball team was really struggling. Uh, they had lost to Duke. Uh, they, you know, they laid an egg in Maui. Uh, and, you know, the the Big Ten championship that they just clinched was the furthest thing from most people's minds. Um, and IU, the football team, really had the stage to, to start turning some people in their favor um, as well, and, and really get that attention. And I think they did a good job of that. And, and this year, if they could build on that, and this is where they kind of failed in two thousand and eight, was what do you do now, and, and what's the next step? And and they went, I believe they went three and nine in two thousand eight, and, and won one Big Ten game, just didn't look good. They lost to two uh, two MAC teams. Um, and now you have a chance to, to rectify that. You have a chance to go to a, a second bowl game. You have a chance to really make a splash. And in, in maybe an East conference that or an East division that might not be as great as it was last year, uh, you have a lot of question marks coming back. Um, now, Michigan and Ohio State are probably going to battle for those top two spots. But, you know, who's playing quarterback at Penn State? Who's playing quarterback at Michigan State? And what's going on at Maryland and and Rutgers really has a chance to move up in in that division and really make some noise. Um, So I I think this is a big spring practice. Alex, what are you looking for going into
2: practice tomorrow? Uh, For me, it all comes down to Lego this year. So I'm going to be watching him a lot. Not necessarily how he's throwing, but more of how he's grasping, what he's been given, and the timing he's got with all the – all the guys he's obviously never thrown to, um, he doesn't have to be good like we said in the offensive preview, but he just has to be. He has to manage the game. So I'm looking for him to just have some nice, crisp throws right on time to some of his new targets. Yeah, and you know, as
0: as, as much as the season, season hinges on the defense, you you remember 2014 where the offense really didn't get going under Xander Diamant. And the offense last year, I believe, for the first time under Wilson, was elite. Now, they had some great offenses in the past in 2013, but this is the first time where, you know, they could plug in anybody they wanted at at some position besides quarterback um, a little bit and and really still dominate. Um, You saw in in 2013 – they went and played Wisconsin and Ohio State without Tevin Coleman, and uh, they really got they got hammered um, at both of those. Now, they were in the Ohio State game, but this offense last year really was a lead. If, if um, Legault comes in, I, I don't want to call him a game manager like you, but if, if he can take care of the ball and just make the throws he needs to make, this offense will will once again be in the top two two in the league, and that should take some of the pressure off the defense, but this defense also needs to step up, and, and that's what I'm looking for is, you know, what growth do we see? Now, it's not a true test in spring ball. You, it's, it's ones against ones, and that's all you're going to see, and you're probably not going to get a true feel for it until uh, they take the field down at FIU uh, or even at home against Ball State. You know, I'm looking for uh, how do these people grow? Are there as many coaching moments as in the past? How are these young guys uh, looking after the weight room? Uh, are they they more aggressive? Uh, you know, is the defense actually putting up a fight uh, where, you know, sometimes it, it didn't look like that last year? So that's what I'm looking for. Alex, thanks a, a million for, for jumping on in, in such short notice. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you down uh, in Bloomington
2: tomorrow. Yep, should be exciting. Uh, It's finally here. We've been talking about it for months, but uh, IU football is finally back. We'll see you tomorrow. Yep. All
0: right, that does it for uh, the Hoosier Huddle podcast and the defensive preview. Uh, Hopefully uh, you enjoyed it. We'll have um, more red shirt previews coming out on Monday. We'll have uh, a full uh, report from practice tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. I know March Madness is coming up. We will do a uh, Hoosier Huddle uh, bracket challenge again, probably on ESPN. Uh, so I will send out a link as soon as the brackets are made official on Selection Sunday, uh, and you know we'll we'll get some good prizes again uh, and see what we could do. Anyway, and thanks for joining us on a Saturday afternoon, and we'll see you again soon.
1: So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are.